Guys, feel free to riff. That's what they throw out at you. Well, I'll improv something for like eight seconds and then riff, 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 riff. No, no, I think we know what we do. Hey, there's a glass there. I need a drink. You should throw that in the sink. It will make you throw up because you're on ADHD medication. There you go. That's the sound of the sound. what I was thinking, but it works. No, I think we know what we do with an uncomfortable chunk of time. We're going to make them sing. Hey, if you know the words, sing along. If you're not 18, then you're 12. If you're not 18, then you're 12. If you're 17, then you're 12. If you're 13, then you're 12. If you're not 18, then you're 12. One more time. If you're not 18, then you're 12. If you're not 18, then you're 12. If you're 17, then you're 12. If you're 13, then you're 12. If you're not 18, then you're 12. Thanks for indulging me. What's the other one? Call the cops. Oh, What's the other one? Is oh, there another one? If you're not 5'10", then you're short. If you're not 5'10", then you're short. If you and you're just be careful, you will not kill Paramount or Pandora's box. It's not my fault that I'm vertically impaired. Hey, I second the emotion. Sigma's got that. I went through puberty twice and I got chipped both times. I can't say that I'm a gypsy. Oh wait, I just said. Wait, I can say that. <laughs> Never mind. I don't know. Is that actually where that comes from? Yeah. Oh, Romani. Yeah. yeah totally. I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. So are we recording? I'm, I'm the gypsy girl. Streaming out over our That is fantastic. I love that. Yep, just so everyone knows, this performance is being live streamed out over on twitch.tv slash and Zanny. So if you want to join in, uh, I have no idea what Orange is saying. Probably shut up and go to bed. Uh, has anyone tweeted about it yet? No, that's your job. That's your job. That's your job. Hey, these sick fucks are live. Go check it out. Fair. Oh, that... Okay, that was not what I said. <laughs> Post it anyways. Send it anyways. Oh, it's well, Ripley said, Katie, the six fucks her life. Go check it out. <laughs> in the future, all the chains are in your mind. Anyway. What the fuck? <laughs> what existential what crisis is happening? <laughs> Welcome to the existential crisis panel. <laughs> Isn't that every panel at this point? Oh, yeah, okay. Every panel without one. <laughs> every time I get up on the stage, like, this is my life. <laughs> <sighs> Today, boys and girls and other, we are staring into the void. <laughs> you have anyone that tweet goes out so I can retweet it? It's coming out right now! I tweet, but I'm streaming. Which is good. Hi, everybody. We're on Outline Zany on Twitch, and so I can go check out. See, normally, you have, streaming, you have to check out their only thing. DragonShow.com is there, too. It's been tweeted, and it's time. Ladies and gentlemen, both and neither, welcome to I Comedy Better when I've had a few! Give it up for your opening act, the one, the only, the guest of fucking honor, Stannis! Hello. Uh, I told them I have a whole bunch of 30-second one-liners. Um, so my pet fish got me 100 condoms. Y'all want to know this story? Yeah. Cool. Y'all seem very engaged. Glad to hear it. So anyway, um, so I, about a year, no, not a year ago, Jesus Christ, time is not real. Uh, back in March, I adopted a pet fish. Uh, it was bought on my student loans because I don't care, they're never getting paid back anyway. And um, uh, his name is Boobs and he's the light of my life. Um, and so when I bought this fish, it was the weekend that I was going away to MCFC, so I asked my friend if they'd be willing to babysit my fish. Because of course, you know, he's not gonna be fine home alone. Um, so anyway, so uh, I meet up with this friend to give them the fish. At the same time, they are gifted a hundred condoms because they were the vice president of a uh, uh, like a safe sex club on campus. Um, but the problem is, is they didn't have anything to put the condoms in. So I was like, well, I'm bringing you back to your house anyway. Just put them in my backpack. So they remained in my backpack um, through MCFC. Um, they came with me to every college class for the remainder of the semester. <laughs> um, so one night, I ran, a I, I ran a radio show with my wonderful friend Coley, and one night, like three hours after we had finished the show, we both got an email. 
that basically said, we found something in the station, nobody's in trouble, we just have questions. So they found a condom. Uh, so I now have 99 condoms in my bag. I was visiting these two the other uh, week, literally last week, and um, guess what went through TSA? <laughs> Here's the part of the story you don't know. Guess whose bag got pulled three times by the TSA in O'Hare Airport? Oh, status. <laughs> so if anyone needs a condom, <laughs> Guess what made it to this convention? I'm never getting rid of these condoms. There's so many of them. Put it in the charity auction. Do not! No! What? You're not helping, Charity! The charity is sitting over here like, yes! And I have to sit up here and go, no! So as a future attorney, we cannot put 99 condoms into the charity auction. What we can do is auction off something like a piece of candy that happens to come with 99 condoms. <laughs> What happens if a kid gets into it? That's not my problem. Auction a bag and put the condoms in it. Yeah. Auction a bag. I have taught all of you far too well. <laughs> us? You raised us. <laughs> Dad. 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 Yeah, thanks, Dad. I hate where this panel is going. <laughs> Oh, I have a dad story. Status, you have another story? I do, in fact, have, a, have another story. Um, so you guys, uh, uh, well, of course you didn't know this. I'm tired. Um, my brother ran a dildo business out of a basement for a year that I didn't know about, and it's named after Phil Collins. <laughs> Everything that I say is 100% true, by the way. Um, so one day, I'm getting ready to leave for Anthro, Ohio, and my brother walks up the stairs, and he's holding a dildo, probably about this big, and said, look what I made. What the fuck? <laughs> uh, I had no idea that he was hiding it down there. Literally. Um, and I was like, why the fuck do you have this? And he goes, because I made it. And I was like, you did what? So my brother got really obsessed with 3D printing like a year ago. <laughs> I had no idea that he has been running this business out of our basement for a year. So here's where Phil Collins comes into this. We have a running joke, and this originated by one of the dumbest dinner table conversations we've ever had. We were listening to the song Invisible Touch, um, and my dad pointed off, that's not even the joke. Um, my, my dad pointed out, hey, you know what album this was off of? Invisible Touch. And that was enough for us. We riffed off that for, we're still riffing off of it. Everything was, oh, it's by Invisible Touch. In the year, Invisible Touch. Uh, uh, by the record label, Invisible Touch. So guess what my brother's dildo was his name? Invisible Touch. The Invisible Touch. So all of our dildo, well, all of his dildos, not mine, I'm an asexual. Uh, all of the dildos, no matter what the model name, is by Invisible Touch. So my brother runs a dildo business out of our basement for a year that I didn't know about, named after Phil Collins. <laughs> Let's hear it for your guest of honor, Status Valley! Hey, I'm not leaving. I know. I gotta say, unless it's like a clear plastic, that's not like invisible. Unless you get like non-shiny. Well, how your brother knows 3D printing. We need to back up because you gave him a nickname. Oh, nice. My brother's name is Dan, so we call him Dildo Van Dan. <laughs> Sorry, Dildo Van Dan. Oh, I don't even know anymore. Okay. You know how to eat a sheet work. I sure do. Train of thought. Hey, look, a squirrel. Exactly. Squirrel. Train of thought. Ha ha, ADHD stereotypes. That's funny. Astro train. That's the ADHD thought train. But what <laughs> fuck it wants. Like a goldfish. A, oh, look, a castle. Oh, look, a castle. Oh, look, a castle. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, both and neither, I'd like to introduce you to your panelists. From the original Three-Headed Monster, give it up for Lord Pandan! 
the Dragon Show in the second head of the three-headed monster. Give it up for Sandy the Blue! And the other member of the three-headed monster, I'm Alkali, your guest of honor is status. Guys, welcome to my comedy better when I've had a few! So Zan, I gotta know. Yeah. Zan, a while ago, we went to a gay campground and you almost caused a fun riot by yelling a single phrase. Do you remember this? I was very excited. You were very excited. I got to free the titties. <laughs> free the titty. And everyone, free the tits, honestly. Free the titty. Because I'm not, okay, I've been going through a uh, transition for a couple years now, and I've been on estrogen, and I've been about a little bit of titty. And not so much that everyone was like, oh, hey, mm. You know, it's one of those things. But, mm, and so, well, it's just like one of those things. I was so used to going to the garage to work out. And I was like, I have to throw on my shirt to potentially not get arrested. This sucks. <laughs> it does. It's bullshit. It's like, oh, no, look at my titties. Like, you're going to get a tart on? Which is bullshit, because I see you walking around Boys Town. Like, you've seen the, like, the chesticles out, right? Not fair. I have a magnificent rack. Don't judge. Yeah, you're the greatest rack. Yes. Yes, my moons are a magnificent rack. I need this, Stannis. Shut up. So what I need is a beard. I need a paste-on beard whenever I go to the garage. Where are you putting the beard? Oh, obviously right by the back door. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to just put it on the titties. <laughs> like, no. Shirtless, it's Uncle Sam. God bless America. Would you be into that? Would I be into that? Absolutely. You know why? If I motorboat you, I look like ZZ Top. Just... <laughs> what is Billy saying? What is Abraham Lincoln? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Make me a deal on freedom. Okay, I'm done. I genuinely love this. They were just making Hi, Billy Zane here for trans tits. Alright, Maze. Maze. Billy Maze. Billy Stop, I said Zane again. Yes, you. Yep. God damn it. Damn it, Billy Zane. I know. Intruding into gorgeous, our thoughts. His gorgeous, gorgeous eyes. Yeah. Yeah, there we go. Anyway, free the tits. Free the tits. Free the tits. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> Of time. Yeah. There you go. See, right? It's fucking annoying. Like, I, I want to go to the, the pool and be like, hmm, am I gonna get uh, Karen to call please? Exactly, that shit. It. it is, because you're like, ah. Uh, right? Yeah. Right? I can't get away with that, but I'm glad you can. Look, sometimes, sometimes. I just appreciated being at the campsite and Zan yells out, free the titty! And like, eight different people, like, yeah! And you just see shirts coming off left and right. And then from behind a tent, two tank tops just come over the top. You're like, oh, you started a movement. There's a wave of freedom. There's a wave of jiggly, jiggly freedom. Pandas, yes. it has been far too long, my friend. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing pretty good. The last time you were here, you regaled us in your tales of Star Wars, Star Trek, Star something. Star Search. Star Search. Nailed it. Five, four, five. Three, four, seven, five stars. How I've I've been uh, I've been pretty good. I've uh, you know I've been enjoying the last year off from staffing. I've been really sort of relaxing and getting into myself. But it was it was it was really weird. I was realizing the other day. So I know you're not into pop culture, but I think you can get this. Are you ready? Okay. Are you ready? Pop culture. Pop culture yes. Oh, okay. What year is it? Twenty twenty three. Correct. Oh good. So twenty thirteen was ten years ago. Ten years ago. That's how long I've been doing stand-up comedy. 2013 is the 10, ten years right. ago. That's right. At Furby Connection North, 2013. I, I had been getting up and doing, uh, um, you know, little bits of, of uh, improv with Bruce Lyon, but he actually convinced me to try and put together a set for open mic, and I did. 
And it went over so well, he's like, please come back and do this at the variety show tomorrow. Oh. So I thought, even though technically that was in the spring, since it's the 10 year anniversary and I haven't done it in a long time, I might do my yes. material from my original stand-up set at FCN 2000. Yes! So, by quick show of hands, who here has walked out of a cartoon and thought, I just invented a sex move? <laughs> Akira looks amazing. <laughs> no, I'm talking a family-friendly cartoon movie, unfortunately. And I came up with something that was very inappropriate. And I know what you're thinking, Desmer Furries, we don't think about cartoons and sex together. <laughs> I'm in the wrong fandom. Funny. It's not like my friends will be like, hey, how was that date last night? And they'll be like, well, we got back to her place and started getting tangled on the couch. <laughs> Things were starting to look up. She reached out for controlling interest in my Monsters Incorporated. She thought she was going to get a one-eyed Mike Wazowski. You know what she got? The Iron Giant. <laughs> Took off her shirt. Damn, those were some incredibles. I'm thinking to myself, well, oh, I'm going to train this train. I'm about to take a ride on her toothless armor. But when I, um, when I went to find her Nemo, <laughs> it was a bug's life! <laughs> so I got the hell out of there and went home to a toy store. <laughs> now I know what you're thinking. I don't always equate cartoons and sex together, but, but I did. I did, unfortunately, at this time, come up with a sex movie. I'm going to tell you all now. Are you ready? Are you ready? Yep. It's called The Wreck-It Ralph. <laughs> it's when you're being intimate with another person. And just as they're about to finish, you ball up your fist, yell, I'm gonna wreck it! <laughs> Punch him right in the jaw. Oh! Don't ever do this move. If you wanna have sex with no one that they know ever again, then try it, but otherwise don't. But there might, okay, there might, there might be one time when it could be just, I don't want Oh. If you're having breakup sex with someone and they don't know it's breakup sex. Oh, baby, this is fantastic. Oh, really well. Combo breaker. Relationship fatality. You win. And that was my original stand-up set at FCM 2013. Uh, newer in the fandom than 2013, so they don't know the second part to that story. <laughs> what? Because when you, yeah, I knew you remembered us. Uh, so it, it happened that night. Same night. So, open mic was on Saturday. Variety show was on Sunday. On the Saturday, I told that stand-up bit. Then on Sunday, there was an addendum. For I was walking down the hallway, going back to my room at like, really, really late, 12, 31 a.m. And I swear, I heard from one of the hotels as I was walking by, I'm gonna wreck it! Now I don't know if I actually heard what I heard, but I saw the hotel liaison carrying out a broken TV the next morning. <laughs> Which makes me think somebody tried it and uh, someone kangaroo kicked them off of them against the TV and broke it. <laughs> Which, I don't know if that's true, but I, true, I choose to believe that it is and that the impact that I had on the fandom was a broken TV due to a flex act. I'm gonna wreck it. Now, myself and Zan are lucky enough, we actually get to try- Hi! Oh god, what are you doing? Oh god, capitalism is here. Is that you? It, it is my comedy. We, we, uh, we totally, um, 
We, have, we opened up a small can of bliss in the parking lot right before him. That's our hat of you. So let's get twisted, motherfucker. <laughs> oh, God, what did you bring? Also, I love that we're being served with the white gloves on. This is kind of incredible. Let's get fucked up! Remember the first game my husband made something for us? Yes. Oh, shit, that's right. He's a vampire. Is this... Is, um, I have to ask... John, who's back there in AV with my Tron. Tangs are cold. You made Thank it. You. Thank you so much. That's all we got. Well, I'm glad it's sparkly because you're representing. Thank you. Cheers. We'll try it. Cheers. Eye contact. Cheers. <laughs> Always look them in the eye. I'm learning. Pass it that oh, way. So, oh, God. Mm. Oh, damn. Really oh, Thank you. Smooth. That is All right, well, you're definitely copying better than we had a few now. Our obligation. We fulfilled our obligation. Contractual obligation that doesn't exist. Uh, what, what, what was it? Boost. Yeah. All right. It was very delicious boost. Thank you. Well, <coughs> me and Zan have the opportunity to travel all over the country now, and it's genuinely just an amazing experience. We meet, we meet so many wonderful, friendly, helpful people that are just part of the furry community, just the immediate connection. And sometimes these people have been going through the lives that we are living and offer us advice. And we have gotten some beautiful advice, but none of them will beat. Zan's advice on how to fit in in a female washroom. Because we were in Las Vegas and a very wonderful person who had the best of intentions like, Oh, when you go through your transition, there's so many things you could do to be accepted by the female community. Like, well, you've gone through this. I'd love to hear your opinion. And one of the things they started with, when you go into a female bathroom, always bring a tampon. That way you'll fit in. And all we could imagine is walking into a female wet restroom and just holding the string. Hello! So now every time we stop at a Walmart, any kind of grocery store, just a quick rest of like, hey Sam, don't forget, go buy a Tampa. Uh, <laughs> gotta get out of license, apparently. Just sing you just the one. That's all you need. Just the one. <laughs> Look, how do you think us uterus bearers make friends? <laughs> there you go. That's how this happens. <laughs> do you cheers with the tampons? <laughs> do you? As your roommate, I feel uncomfortable sharing this information. I would just like to point out that Charity just informed me almost never. Because now I, all I can imagine is just sword fights with tampons through the ladies' room. Well, I'm, just, I'm imagining like a smoke area works. Like, oh, you share a smoke. Uh, how you doing? Oh, uh, yeah. No, we do not Here's share tampons. tampons. Oh, yes. So let me tell you about, yeah, see, there you go. <laughs> This motherfucker over here. Oh, sorry. Oh, that was the whole thing. No, it's not. Oh, it's not? <laughs> no. Oh, okay. You have a whole routine that you're supposed to jump into off that one. I do. <laughs> so, no, I, uh, I, I, go, I run into a lot of interesting uh, transphobia, which this is related, trust me. Uh, <laughs> you, you get your run of the mill stuff, but you know, it sucks. But every once in a while, me, due to me having a pussy, uh, I get some interesting ones. <laughs> I get one like, you'll never have a womb. And I'll be like, jealous? <laughs> sorry, but yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, like, but like, you're lucky I don't have a womb because I have ADHD and I'll forget those fucking eggs all around the house. Because I have a cobalt. And I figure that's how ADHD, I'm sorry, cobalt reproduction works. I know, same thing, right? Are you just interchanging ADHD and cobalt at this point? Shush. Fantastic. Because yeah. you think about it, cobalt, you know, gets uh, very horny for reasons, and they have fun, and they lay an egg, and they forget where they put it. And then the egg hatches, they grow up lonely, and like, oh, I need sex! And the cycle of life continues. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's okay. A few people in the audience right now are trying to figure out what kobolds are. It's fine. <laughs> They're little dragons that are... Two foot tall and yip a lot. There you go. Yip. 
So anyway. Absolutely. I got another one too. You, you know we're not birds, right? Like, you don't lay our eggs. Oh, yeah. The Cobalts don't lay their eggs either. They lay each other and shoot the eggs into the stratosphere. As the Dragon Show Love Child, I have questions. As the Dragon Show Love Child, never eat an omelet at her house unless we call it brother. <laughs> Anytime someone freaks out or gets silent when I say, I'm non binary, he's like, we are leading. <laughs> oh my what did you hear? What did you overhear at a random poker game online? I play a game called Poker Stars VR. It's a virtual reality poker tournament, literally like hourly. It's very fun for me. And one night I was playing with this gentleman and his wife, and they were from the deep south, and they were carrying their own conversation. And in a non-hateful way, the gentleman said to his wife, Man, you know what? I love it when some of them, their theys show up at the table. Oh. And I couldn't resist. I switched on my microphone like, I'm sorry. Them, their, theys? And he goes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was a good poker game. You and... No, I never win those. I can never get past the, the heads up play. He's just mad that he could throw <laughs> off his game. Oh no! <laughs> My beliefs. <laughs> Sorry. Fantastic. I just, I just want to say, if you title the track on the album about the the cobalt being like you know attention deficit, yes. Can it be called AD and DHD? doing all this like we do get to come up on stage here and it's really fun performing in front of you all to the point where every once in a while outside of the furry fandom one of us gets recognized and I thought for the briefest moment I was about to have that moment because when going to the grocery store by my house young kid young kid maybe nine ten years old stops me in the egg aisle just Whoa! And wow, does Zanny? It felt incredible. Like this guy was so excited to see me out in public. It warmed my heart. And he goes, "Oh, you're Adam Sandler." <laughs> Absolutely lost my mind laughing. His father comes around the aisle and starts just chastising this child. So I walk away. I find Zan. I tell them what happened as we're going through the store. We see the kid. I go, hey, dude. He goes, hey. And then just kind of quiets down and looks at his dad. And I realize, oh, his dad took him to back of house and screamed at him for calling me Adam Sandler. So I was like, dude, dude, don't worry about it. He was just confused. I'm John Kerry. And I walked away. <laughs> Wow, I'm genuinely surprised a lot of you got that joke. Thank you. <laughs> that was the old one from work. They always used to call me John Kerry when I first started working there. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. It was annoying as shit. You do look like John Kerry's love child. I'm not going to lie. Thanks. I appreciate that. What? Now I'm angry and a Republican? You suck. Oh, sorry. <laughs> really are, Dad. Damn it! Sad as I. Sad as I. Yes. Do you have another classic tale to tell us? Oh, a classic <coughs> one? Or something? Well, okay, so I do have something that happened recently um, that I, I guess I could refer to it as the arachnid incident. Oh. Now, I am not someone who's normally, like, necessarily afraid of spiders. I mean, I don't know if you've seen, like, you'll see someone on TikTok or, or YouTube shorts or whatever, and uh, they'll be like, person's face and they'll be like things sticking out around it and they'll be like oh what's going on with that guy's head and then they move their head and there's a spider bigger than their head on the wall and then it's just like oh don't worry about that that's the australian razor tooth jumping spider and i'm like 
There are four words wrong with that sentence. Australian razor tooth jumping and spider. When I turned on the subtitles, it just said, nobody, nope, nope, nope. But those, those ones, you know, I'm not a fan of. But if it's just like, you know, your traditional, oh, I'm at my computer and I see there's one in the corner. You know what? You build your little web. You take care of the flies and the mosquitoes that love to suck my butt. Please, please do your job and we'll be fine, as long as you don't come crawling on my computer. Well, I was going over to uh, Canada to visit Mom Des and Dad Des. Um, uh, go visit my family for a while. And I'm packing up all my toiletries and I happen to notice, oh, there's one in the corner of the bathroom. Well, you know what? You do your thing, as long as you're up there in the corner, we'll be fine. Kind of forgot about it. Came back like a week later. I'm like, oh, I feel so, ugh, just from driving all day from my parents' place, and I just, I really need to shower. So I decided, okay, just strip, get in the shower, hop out, towel off, go to grab the hair dryer. Now, this particular spider was not currently in the hair dryer at the time, but it had been. And I was lucky because I turned it on as it was facing sideways to me. And I got to see all of its children go, Oh! Oh! Just a stream of them come flying out, hitting the wall and staying there. And when the last one hit, I swear they all raised their front legs and be like, <laughs> now, I don't know if they were like, they emigrated, they were from like New York, but what the fuck you doing? You were just chilling in a home and you blow us across the wall. But I do think they were children, and I am kind of sure o over the whine of the hairdryer, I thought I heard them go, <laughs> So maybe they were like, <laughs> But I did not know I needed to imagine now the thought of creating a spider gun. I have created a fully automatic eight-legged bullet launching device. And it's bad enough to imagine that going in my hair, but let me tell you, I am a larger gentleman. Sometimes larger gentlemen have something called skin folds, where you, your body might go, mine goes, and I might use the hair dryer on those spots just to make sure they're completely dry. Or even, I do not need to imagine eight-legged spider, spider bullets being shot up my ass. Oh, God damn it, Jess! Damn it! None of us are ever drying our hair again! So all I have to say is, from now on, if you ever go to use a hair dryer, aim it at the mirror before you aim it at yourself. Uh, oh, you are And now, I no longer like the small spiders either. I will treat, I will treat every hair dryer like a loaded gun. I swear to God. Aim it at Alpha! Semi-arachnid medic. Semi-arachnid medic. What the fuck? I have a sudden urge to go check Right? Everyone in that is an okay to admit. Okay, it's fine. Locked and loaded. That's horrifying, thank you. Yes, my dreams were very interesting that night. You're welcome. Absolutely, absolutely. Zanny, can you tell us a tale that will make us all smile? I have an old tale. Uh, who in here has heard the Furby story? Anyone? No. Uh, all right. Oh, 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 oh yeah! Oh, yeah! I So you might... So, you mentioned tales before. This, I horrified my parents long before I came out. Uh, <laughs> twice. Uh, so, here's a little story about how Furby ruined Christmas. Uh, back way back, um, uh, as a joke gift, my parents gave me a Furby. For, if you're not familiar for some reason, it looks like Gizmo fucked a triple. And that triple didn't stop drinking. But yeah, that's what, that's what a Furby looks like. And so, uh, we're like, oh, here it is, this is cute. And then it, go, it turns out and it goes, And then it doesn't shut up until you stick it into solitary confinement. <laughs> so it's motion activated, we had fun with it, we tried to teach some words, quit like that, you know, kind of like me in Spanish class in high school. But, uh, so what we did is we put it in a box, 
and we put her in the closet, and it was just sitting there, just waiting to go off. Much like me in high school. But anyway, fast forward to Christmas. It's nice, my, my parents are asleep, I'm getting nostalgic, it's Christmas Eve, and I say, hey, I wanna go look at the yearbooks. I go towards the closet, open it up, It's stuck. Oh. The Furby is stuck. I'm freaking out. Panic mode initiated. So I open the box. Obviously this thing's still and like, okay, what do I do with this thing? Uh, okay. Uh, I, I, I think he's I think the Furby. I think downstairs. I wrap him in a pillowcase because I know downstairs in the basement we have a screwdriver. And because there's no off switch. So like, I know I can use that. So I wrap him in the pillowcase. And take it out, take it like this, and I go downstairs, and I know there's a big. What I didn't know is that in the living room, my mom is still up wrapping presents. <laughs> so she sees her naked kid running down the stairs with a pillowcase that is screaming. <laughs> well, that don't require many years of therapy. But I got a third, but I got a, a fucking Furby to kill. So I get downstairs, I know I got a screwdriver. I take it, start going on the, on the screws. They're stripping. It's not coming out. Panic mode reinitiated. I take it upside down. I start going with the screwdriver. I'm stripping the screws. I start stabbing the Furby with the screwdriver. My mom opens the door and looks down at me, naked. And I just stop and look up, up at her and go, You did this to me! <laughs> so you're not going for me anymore. Oh, my stomach! Zanny, the way you deal with a crisis situation. <laughs> you know, they just understand. So this weekend, I am quitting smoking. So this is my... Uh, <laughs> applaud when I succeed. I've cracked two or three times already. Nicotine is way too young. No, 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 nicotine, screw you. <laughs> I will smoke weed until the day I die in a weed-filled coffin that I crawled into for unrelated reasons. <laughs> I have a bet with a friend. This is my last week, and I accept it. I, I, I should stop for multiple reasons. Health reasons, obviously. Uh, disgusting reasons. They're not fun. I don't even like them anymore. But more importantly, <clears throat> lifelong longevity. I don't mean health reasons. I mean, when I started smoking, Zan started smoking. And the difference in the way that we smoke is, I have yet to set a couch on fire. <laughs> Helping. Oh, Zan is helping because we we are performers together. We live and breathe riffing off each other when we are sitting on the couch. We actually came up with the only reason to, to continue to smoke. I need you to imagine this. I don't have anything I can... All right, I'll use money. This will be disgusting. <laughs> don't forget, E equals MC squared. Okay, fine. But now... Don't forget, E equals MC squared. Now I look like enough of an asshole, you know I'm right. <laughs> That's why, so I didn't want to, but you know what, Zan, you're, 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 you, you seem to have gotten the habit because of me. I wanna make sure the house survives because you have a tendency, a beautiful tendency to make art. <laughs> Destructive, terrifying art. Because when Zan needed to make pizza, Zan needed to make a frozen pizza. Do you know what cobalt cooking is? <laughs> cooking is cooking. Cooking is a process that leads you to food. Cobalt cooking is very similar with one caveat. It may not have more than two steps. In this case, that step was A, turn on oven, B, put frozen pizza in oven. And nowhere in there did we say right side up. 
Zan made upside down pizza. Zan went outside. Zan realized that the pizza should be close to Zan. Zan went inside and found, completed, upside down pizza. Now, as we've gone over, Zan uh, does uh, uh, live with ADHD, so I understand. Also, we just lost the stream. I got over. it. Thank you. They're like, physically, the phone fell down yeah. on the poop. I'm the unpaid intern. Yeah. What is it? Yeah, that's good. No, I get college credit. You got it. Yeah. I'm like Carl yeah. from Phineas yeah. and So Zan went in, found the burnt pizza, turned off the oven, and their first thought rightfully was like, ah, I gotta clean this. And then they left the room. Yeah. Oh. Everyone who chuckled or smiled right there has dealt with somebody who has ADHD. Because you know what stopped existing the moment they exited that room? That room! That room was wiped from their memory. So later that night when I came home and turned on the oven to make dinner and went outside for my roommates to then tell me, hey, the kitchen is filled with smoke. <laughs> I went in, found that Slimer had been murdered inside my oven, and went outside to ask my beautiful mate, Zan, what happened in the oven? Well, I made upside down pizza. <laughs> Smiled at me and went back to watching Adventure Time. <laughs> Oh, we, uh, we, dude, it was so not a problem, it was genuinely funny and it helped me quit smoking because if you have almost killed us twice with pizza, I don't want to know what you're going to do with cigarettes, I'll quit. What was the second time? More just bad things in the oven. Fire. Just not as funny. Yeah. Less funny. Yeah, it's More gotta arson. be it's gotta be arson plus comedy. That yeah, yeah, yeah. that equals trash. Baby. <laughs> hey, you wanna talk about why you're quitting smoking? Mm -hmm. The story. I made a bet that I don't approve of. You approved of it. I know. Go ahead, all you. All right, yeah, this is super quick, and it's not really funny. It's just wholesome. Uh, so at first square this year, I've been trying to get this man to quit literally since he restarted. Um, and I had made a bet with him asking on the Thursday night of First Square if I get asked to be guest of honor at a convention by the end of the year, he had to quit by that convention. Twelve hours later, I was asked to be guest of honor here. So thank you for having me. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> Speaking of conventions, you're part of so many conventions. Do you have any interesting stories for that? Um, well, there was one time, uh, not necessarily at the convention itself, but it kind of happened. Convention actually. Um, um, so I was uh, started out. I was uh, at home packing to go to Midwest Fur Fest, and uh, Midwest Fur Fest, fantastic convention, very huge. Uh, I love going there. Um, as I was packing, I wear at night a CPAP, that is like a device that basically forces air down my throat so I don't stop breathing at night. Um, and as I was packing, I dropped it. And I'm like, oh no. So I set it back up and tried putting it together again. I'm like, okay, let's see, if, make sure it's still working. Well, I had chipped the latch on the lid so that normally it just clicks and it stays. But because I had chipped the latch, it was now, when I put it on, it was actually using it, it was going, are going to kill me. They are not going to sleep if I bring this to the convention. And I'm supposed to be there later today. Well, I'll figure it out when I get near the convention. Let's just get finished packing. We'll get there and I'll figure it out. So as I'm, I'm getting into uh, the area, I realize, oh yeah, I need to stop at a convenience store nearby, pick up a, a few random things. Uh, I'll get something, you know, maybe I can find some, you know what, maybe some rubber bands. I'll get some rubber bands and maybe that'll like latch around it and keep it shut so that it won't do that. I'll give that a try. So I go into the store and I grab a cart and I'm like, okay, uh, gotta get the rubber bands. What else? What else? You know what? Um, I like to be prepared. I like to be safe. Let's get a couple condoms. Oh no. 
Well, I can't just get these. I need to get a few more things. Okay, so I grabbed a few more things, put them in the car. Like, yeah, you know, I could use that, I could use that. Uh, these are just some random things to throw them off. Because, uh, you know, you've got to sometimes. And I get around to the front, and I start putting everything on the conveyor belt. And the person's like, whip, whip, whip. And I realize as each item is being swiped that their eyebrows are going higher and higher, very quizzical. And I'm like, hmm. And I look down at what I did. Condoms and rubber bands. Sleeping pills and wine. Colored markers and glitter. And I'm just kind of like, well, and then the look on their face is like, <laughs> and then realization dawns. Oh, the furries are back in town. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. I love it. I love it. And fur guns are kind of like a vacation, but every once yeah. in a while you go out and do things that aren't just a fur gun. Tell me some vacation story. Oh, I visited a friend uh, for the 4th of July. It was fun. Play with some fireworks. And I love the 4th of July because it really is in America in a nutshell. Explosions and food. And I, I, I just think if there was a perfect way to celebrate the 4th uh, of July, it would be the exploding pizza. That was, like, I would call it Boom Pizza. Like, all kids love Boom Pizza. It's like a drone for your mouth. <laughs> we tested out with, uh, with someone, and it's official. All 1,000 pieces pieces of them love Boom Pizza. Oh my god, Sam! These jokes are a little dated. Alright. Oh, uh, anyway. This is a little old material, but I, I just love, uh, watching the fourth, I was watching some James Bond, and it was kind of funny, you know, you know, you know James Bond, he's British, but yeah, I know, listen, hear me out. Because, <laughs> like, I was watching James Bond, and he's chasing this guy, and he's doing parkour, for if you don't know, is French for concussion. <laughs> he's chasing the guy, he's doing parkour, guy flippity flippity over the wall, and he runs through it, like an American. And I admire that, because, James Bond, when you really think about it, he treats foreign women the way America treats foreign countries. <laughs> he finds what he likes, screws them, and they die. <laughs> so yeah. That's it. That's all I got for that. No, I listen to a lot of podcasts too. One was just like, oh man, when it comes to depression, you can get on the sad bus, or you can get on the happy bus. I'm like, man, this guy's never been on a bus. Because <laughs> if you've been on the city bus, it is like you are the filling of a rolling hate Twinkie. <laughs> it's, it's fun, but I, did, I took that to the fireworks. And I was supposed to say that first, but that's how comedy works, you know? That's how comedy works. I don't have the print of first class. That's how it goes. Don't worry. Ta-da! Ta-da! Oh my god. Sorry. No, sometimes sometimes things go wrong. Sometimes things don't work out the way you think. And in fact, uh, this year at AnthroCon. So uh, Uncle Kage trusted me enough to help out with the block party. I was supposed to uh, get food trucks together, help shut down the streets, help get the AnthroCon block party set. This is such a huge thing. Like, I got nervous. I started to feel like I didn't do enough, and I started to feel like the con was going to suffer because of me, and compound on top of that, day negative one of Anthrocon, running around like a chicken with my head cut off. I was physically and mentally overwhelmed. So outside my hotel, on street parking, at about eight o'clock at night, I am sitting in the Dragon Show van, with the window open, just ugly crying. Just so like, I'm rude again! I'm And as I'm sitting there on my radio, playing through YouTube music, is a song that me and Zan know all too well because years ago, right after an argument on a car ride home from a con, as we are sitting quietly, 
stewing in our relationship on the radio. It's all right, it's okay, it's all right, it's okay. Everything is so bad, but you'll live anyway. And it is this song that just wants everything to be okay. And I am in my car, I am crying, now I am yelling at my radio, and I take a huge hit off my joint, I lean out my window and blow it right into the open window of a cop car. <laughs> that involve me almost getting arrested. <laughs> I'm worried that that's my thing, and sooner or later it's going to stop working. One or the other. I mean, you were almost arrested. Zan was almost arrested for exercising. <laughs> Do you remember I mean, what I'm talking about? Yes. So yeah, when we like to go on our little uh, Little small pride walks around town. Sorry, little 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 pride parade. A little pride parade. Every night uh, around midnight, we would fire up the doobies and have a little pride parade in rows. Cause you know we're we're comfortable. It's past midnight. The moon is up. Ah woo. Anyway. Ah so, woo. Well, it's best is like we have a graveyard nearby, so it's even you say hi to hide the, the dead people. And yeah, smoke 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 a joint in a freaking row. It's great. But anyway. I was partaking in this uh, 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 thing. Yes. Uh, weed walk. <laughs> there you go, weed walk. By myself, I usually have my common alkali and Miko by me. But I'm doing it by myself this time, and I don't have a joint at all. I'm just taking my walk, and uh, <laughs> cop pulls right up. Hey! Hey! You all right? Yeah. <laughs> you live around here? Uh-huh. Okay then. Have a good one. Bye. So that was fun. You're just checking me out because I don't understand where this cop is coming from. Because like, if you see someone walking around in a row, like, you're just gonna get a good story. You're not gonna get hurt. They're like, oh, this is a monk or something. He's, oh, this party is sweet. This is a monk? <laughs> Dragon monk! He fights and kicks, she hits with sticks! Dragon monk! So there's me in a comfy robe. Whereas you, if they see a cop, they're like, oh shit, I might die. <laughs> I think I win in the scary department. I think you do. I do too. I should have I said this is the rest of him. You're making our neighbors uncomfortable. <laughs> Me. No. <laughs> that was it. That's... You got. You know. You need like different levels. So like you got the weed walk. You have a purpose. You're going somewhere. There's the marijuana mosey. We just started throwing. Spirit journey. Uh, that's spirit journey. Uh, if if it, you had a lot of it, the dank dawdle. <laughs> oh my god. You got like different levels of it. Joint god. Mm. Joint job. The joint job. I like the joint job. All right. Des, yeah. do you have a story for us, or would you like me to finish this off? LeVar Burton thinks I'm ugly. Oh, That was one hell of an intro, Des! So, I have gotten to meet LeVar Burton a few 
fantastic individual. Absolutely wonderful. I was part of the Kickstarter for um, when they did the Reading Rainbow when it came nice. back and they did the online Kickstarter. And I was like, you know, at the time, I was working my own job where I was the manager, so I had a lot of money. So like, you know what, I'm going to donate to this level and it's like, hey, um, you get these certain things. Well, there was a problem and they couldn't supply you with those things, so they were like, well, if you're going to be at any of these conventions, come and meet me and I'll, you know, give me the password. And they, they emailed you what the password was, and they all give you these cool things. Well, I'd had a picture with LeVar Burton once or twice before, like in a group or whatever, in my actual fursuit, my panda fursuit. It's a Starfleet panda Star Trek, you know, thing. It's really, I think it's really cool. Uh, so I've been in the room with him, but never actually talked to him before. Uh, got to go to this convention, and I'm, I'm waiting there, I'm waiting there. And I, uh, I have the head off, but I have it in my hand. Because um, I didn't really have anything else I could do with it. And Lavar's talking to someone else, and uh, the cashier is like, I'm coming up, and I'm like, I know the password. And she's like, The password? I'm like, I know the password. She's like, What's the password? Like, well, the password is the password. She was like, oh! <gasps> Closes the cash box. I'm like, Ooh. Lavar <laughs> finishes with the person they're with, and they turn to the cashier. He's like, Oh, what are we doing for this gentleman? And they're like, he knows the password. LeVar <laughs> gets excited. He's like, oh, please be true. You're the first person who's come to me all weekend that knows the password. What's the password? I'm like, the password is, hmm. He's like, oh, that's fantastic. Wait, I know that person. I've seen you before. I don't know if he said person. I know that costume. I've seen you before. We've taken pictures. Oh my gosh, I'm so glad you're Kickstarter. Thank you for reading Rainbow. He's going on and on. He's like signing stuff, like, I'm gonna sign this photo for you. I'm gonna sign this photo for you. Do you remember the episode of, of uh, Reading Rainbow where we visited the Star Trek The Next Generation set? Here's a DVD copy of that. I'm gonna sign that for you. Like, he was so super generous and thankful for like the level that I had contributed for Kickstarter. I'm like, oh, thank you so much. Fast forward to the next convention. I had never had a picture with Will Wheaton and Will Wheaton and LeVar Burton were doing a double picture together. So, I got in line to get a picture with the two of them. And I'm like, you know what? I don't have a picture with my head off. All of my pictures are in my fursuit. So I'm like, okay, I'm gonna get one with the two of them out of suit, and then one with Will in suit. So I'm in line, I get there, and I get there, and uh, I have all my pieces in a, in a bag waiting on the little bag shelf. But I still have the tail and the feet and the uniform, so everything else is there, just not the head or the hands. And I walk around the corner, and I get right in between them, and I smile, and I go to walk away, tap, tap, tap. Lavar's tapping on the shoulder. Where's the panda head? <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, oh my god, he recognized me, with either from the feet or the tail hanging off the back or whatever, but he's like, you recognize me. And I'm like, Oh my god, this is fantastic. I'm like, oh, it's all around the corner. I'm just about to get back in costume. I'm gonna, you know, come take another photo. He's like, all right, see you later. I get back around, I get in costume, and I get in line for my photo with Will. And I'm standing there, in full suit, in line for Will Wheaton. Tap, tap, tap. LeVar Burton and his security, they're leaving to go back to the autograph booth. He's looking me up and down in the costume. He's like, much better. <laughs> LeVar recognized me out of suit and then called me ugly. So, yeah, that's a thing. But no, seriously, wonderful little bit. Oh my god, yes, I love it. Do you guys want to hear one more cop story? Yeah! Who doesn't want to hear cop stories? This is my comedy better when I've had a few. Uh, guys, this is one of our last chances tonight to give to the charity. So remember, as we always say, if you can give, give, and if you can't, don't worry about it. I hope you enjoyed the show, and remember, this is the furry fandom. Those animals are going to be just fine. I'm gonna toss this over to you. Thank you, Mike. So a while ago, a good friend of mine asked me to take care of his mother's second wedding. Oh good, I'm still on the this was the second time around, they didn't want anything big, and they knew that I ran a convention. They said, do you have sound software enough to like run DJ? I'm like, yeah, that'd be super easy. It's like, good. Do you have weed? I'm like, yeah, that'd be super easy. Like, good. 
So we went to the wedding, I brought all the sound system for them, and we had a wonderful time, absolutely beautiful ceremony, followed by the reception at the same venue. We just went over to another room, and that's where I started rolling joints. Anyone who wanted one could come in. I had a little pill bottle full of the extras. Weird fact for you, the number one partaker, the priest. My favorite part about him, it's the only time in my life I got a priest to say Jesus Christ. <laughs> because he was older than me, so he was used to hippie weed. You know, five to seven percent. He took one hit off a of modern day choice. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Watching someone make the sign of the cross with a joint in their hand is fucking magical. <laughs> At the end of the night, I had some extras. I threw my four last joints, just a quad of joints, right into the pill bottle, threw it in my pocket, went to bed, sobered up, and like you sometimes do, I woke up at two in the morning. Two in the morning, brutal. I'm tired, but I'm fine. I feel sober. This is silly, but I used to drink a lot more. I actually kept a small breathalyzer on me, so I'm just gonna... I can't read it, so that's probably good. So. But I was sober, and it was time. I wanted to go home. I wanted to sleep in my bed. So I got into the car, and I started driving from far, far north Illinois back down to Chicago. Now, to do that, you're going to be on Route 90. Uh, thank you, honey. You're going to be on Route 90 going into Chicago. If you've never been on Route 90 before, I can describe it to you thusly. There are lights. So after you get off, I know, there is nothing. This is the longest. This is like Indiana. Just we don't have cocaine blowing across. I'm sorry, Matt. I forgot I'm in Indiana. Matt. My bad, baby. Matt. Matt. I love you guys. I am on this road now for two hours. I am tired. And as I am driving through this barren wasteland, lights behind They got me. I pull over safely. He comes to the window of my car and goes, Sir, do you know why I pulled you over there? My, my apologies, officer, I don't. He goes, you actually were swerving a little bit. It was concerning. I wanted to pull you over and see how you were doing. I was like, oh. I've got all this equipment in the car. I, I was DJing a wedding. I slept, I sobered up. I probably, I, I'm just very tired. I apologize, officer. Just, okay, can I get your license and registration? I opened my glove compartment and the pill bottle fell out. <laughs> and he goes, what's that? I have been doing improv since I was 16 years old. I started my high school's improv team, which still exists today. I have been on more stages than I can count, but when I really needed my trade, when I needed that skill, you know what I said? We... And went out the window. That's my we. And here's my license and registration. Give me that. Yeah. So now, the weight of the world. I am sitting in my car as he is back in his car, I'm like he's calm. Back up, this is it. I drive for a living. I've ruined my life. And as I am sitting in the car, by the way, hands at two and 12, I don't know if any of you went through a scary enough driver's head that when you start panicking, you just put your hands at two and 12. You kind of look like a very scared rabbit. Just. <laughs> Comes back to the car, throws my license, my registration, and the pill bottle right past me into the passenger seat. And says, sir, you were swerving back there. You're obviously tired. I want you to pull off at the next exit and get some rest before you continue on your journey. I'm like, sir, yes fucking sir. I safely got on the road, got to the exit, pulled off into a parking lot, reclined my seat. Relief is palpable. I, at this point in my life, I only needed two things, sleep and a joint. So I reach over and open my pill bottle and look at my three joints. And I go,
And that's the second time in my life I accidentally bribed a police officer. <laughs> Dragonshow.com will also get you there. Easy to sell. Enjoy the rest of your con and good night. Hey, in half an hour, I'm going to be torturing them and making them play Luno for charity. Oh, 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 this room, this room. Thanks, guys.